and welcome to Assassination on a Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. So it's 2121. That's cool. It's the Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. If you don't know what that means, there's a there's a old 70s, 1970s band called Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they created, they created, they wrote the song September 21st. So go look that up. That's what I mean by that. Anyway, so I thought I'd start with the Jets again, only because the Jets fans that I'm seeing posting stuff, you guys have not got it yet. You don't understand football at all. You don't get it. Okay, so I'm going to start with this. You're not going to win in this league if all you do is draft rookies and expect them to play at a high level without leadership from veterans. This team right now is never going to win. You don't have veterans that are elite, that are leaders. You need elite veterans, not just a veteran. You need elite veterans that can help the young guys. You could have all the draft picks in the world, but that's not going to help you succeed in the NFL. The NFL is not just about rookies. It's not baseball. It's like, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs. It's not the Kansas City Royals. Okay. And also, here's the difference, because people go, well, we have Mosley, and we have Moses, and we have Rankins, and Corey Davis. They're, lead. they're, they're veterans. Yes, but they're not leaders. See, there's a difference between leaders and doers. Doers just go on the field and do what they're supposed to do and think that they're leading by doing it that way. And then you have true leaders, leaders that take the rookie under their wing and, and transform them into the player that they can be. They just don't have that. So I, I don't want to keep hearing that you have veterans. Yes, you have some quote unquote veterans, not in the true sense. Yes, but you have veterans, but you don't have that leadership. You have a young head coach who's never been a head coach. You have a new OC. I think this is his second year being an OC. Or maybe, or maybe I don't even know how long he's been an OC. But he's been an OC for not that long. I think, oh, that, wait, never mind. I'm thinking about the OC for Carolina. Because this is his second year. Um, but you have a, a new system. You have also a GM that does not spend money. Think, just think about this. If the Jets kept, okay, if they kept Darnold, here's where, here's where I'm going with this. If they kept Darnold and they built around him, they had a good, they had a good chance of really building around him the past two years. You know, someone asked me that. So I said this. Because someone goes, oh, they should have traded their first pick. No, 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 no. No, they should have used their first pick for a top OL. Like Sewell or Sewell, however you're saying. He's on, I believe, I believe he's on Detroit, which we saw him last night. Then they should have drafted a CB. Then drafted a wide receiver. They also should, could have signed Mitchell Swartz or Russell Ogon. Oh, I can't even say his last name. Russell Okong. And also the Edge Vernon was available too. 
See, they spent money and they got these players. And they build up the O-line. You'd still have, you'd have a quarterback that's not brand new. That's been playing football for at least three years. With a system that could have worked for him. And could have highlighted all of his strengths. But no. And maybe gone out there and, and got, you know, they, they got Corey Davis, but maybe also get a different wide receiver. You know, or traded some draft picks for players that are playing now. See, you, you can get all the draft picks, but if you're always going to do is use them and pick them, you're not going anywhere. They should take the draft picks, put a package together, trade it to a team that has an elite either running back or wide receiver. Like I've said before, I said it last week. All, if you notice, all the quarterbacks in this league, they make it if they have either an elite running back like Christian McCaffrey or an elite wide receiver. We don't have that. The Jets don't have that. I'm going to even go on a limb. The Giants don't have that either. They do have the, they do have the elite running back if Barkley, um, you know, I don't want to push Barkley for this year because he's coming off an injury. But then again, so is Christian McCaffrey. They're just two different animals. Um, but, I mean, just to think that, and then I had to see a post <laughs> that goes, oh, the O-line played better. Um, what freaking game are you watching on Sunday? The O-line played better. Are you are you losing it? You're losing it. I should go and look and see where it was. There was a post I saw. I was like, oh my God, these people are out of their minds. Because they're just crazy. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, well, this is what I, when I was, I, this is the what post that I was commenting on just now. The Jets organization has done a tremendous job changing the culture. You haven't changed the culture yet. You're still losing. Changing the culture means you're winning from a losing organization to a winning organization. Um... <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. Dum, bum, 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 bum. Um, so here's, oh, so then somebody posted this. Yet JD's first draft has one player active on Sunday. That can injury prone, out of shape. He thinks he's a bust. Mims, we can see the talent, but the coaching staff doesn't. Davis, can't see the field. Morgan, cut. I can't, I don't know who the other one is. Z-U-N-I-G-A, I'm not pronouncing that. Cut. Paragon, cut. And then practice squad. Clark can't see the field. Hall, only decent player. Man, a, a damn punter also hurt. So, mm-hmm. You people have no idea anything about this team. Anything about football, you guys don't see it. If you notice, on Sunday, with Zach Wilson... He did the exact same things that Sam Darnold did when Sam Darnold was here. And that's try to create something out of nothing. Try to take the ball and put it between two defenders. Instead of throwing to the open man. Or using his feet and running. 
same thing. Why? Because the old line is a train wreck. It's still the same old line, maybe minus or plus a few players. And the players that are added or taken away haven't changed it. It's not going to be changed until you get some elite veterans on that old line. Not just draft rookies. It's crazy. Now, he can have all the arm talent in the world, but when it comes down to it, his arm talent isn't going to win you games, people. He has to have an elite veteran on this team. He also needs a veteran backup, and Johnson is not a veteran backup. What does he play, like 161 yards total? Uh, hello, how is he a freaking-ass veteran backup? That's legit. You need one like like Foles. I would say even like Andy Dalton. You need one of those type of veterans that is going to show him the ropes. And can we stop with the freaking ass comparisons? Oh, he's he's the next Namath and he's the next Aaron Rodgers. And I have to hear that when he was growing up, he tried to mimic Aaron Rodgers. Well, he did a very poor job trying to mimic him. Because I will say this, as I will say this with Trevor Lawrence, if they are both extraordinary talent, it doesn't matter who you surround them with. Their talent will outshine the poor talent that they're surrounded with. But at the same time with the quarterback, you need to have quality receivers. And they don't even have a quality tight end either. So let's switch gears and talk about Sam now. Sam, my man. Mm -mm -mm. He's my man. Mm -mm -mm. Let me say, 306 yards, two TDs. Yes, they had a fumble that then they turned and then they changed into an INT. So, okay. But if you notice, he's calm in the pocket. He's more confident in the pocket. His footwork is tremendous. And he's not trying to make something out of nothing. He also uses his feet. He throws the ball away. And oh, by the way, Zach was still sacked on Sunday. I want to hear that the CBs did tremendous work. You guys have, the, the Jets fans have no clue about what a cornerback is. Anybody that gets the ball, they are responsible for those people, those receivers. The wide receivers, the running back, and the tight end. Now, not running plays, but where the quarterback throws the ball to the running back. So, that's football 101. Don't try to school me. I know my stuff. Oh, yes, we have to hear about them having tremendous, tremendous numbers. Meanwhile, you guys are 0-2. <laughs> but remember, this is what you all wanted. You all wanted this. And so then when I bring up how Sam Donald's rocking it right now, 
how he looks happy, how he looks content, how he looks confident and calm, and he's just rocking the shit out of it. That spiral he threw on Sunday, oh my God. That pass he threw to, to Moore. And then, I believe the rookie wide receiver he threw to. The first touchdown. Hello? You all complained about him. I think he did a great job on Sunday showing you you know I think he showed you that you guys messed this up. The Jets organization messes everything up. Because all you guys have been trying to do is find a replacement since Sanchez. And then you all make fun of Sanchez because he has the butt bumble. Well, you know what? You know what? <clears throat> he got you to two AFC championship games back to back, and that's the last time you've been at the playoffs. Just goes to show you what got what crap you know about football. But anyhow, this Sunday's games were good. Of course, you know, you had the Buccaneers kicking ass, taking names, Ron, Ron Jakowski. Oh, my God, have mercy. Um, that's why I always pick them for my fantasy team, by the way. And I want to talk about fantasy now in a minute. Um, so I just want to say this about fantasy before I go through week three. Don't take it so seriously. That's why I like playing football fantasy because I just have fun with it. I'm not going to go out of my mind like some of you have gone and tweet players and yell at them for not making a catch or yell at them for dropping a ball or not getting the extra point or not getting the field goal or not scoring there or and the quarterback for throwing an interception. That's just ridiculous. Leave these guys alone. They're not playing for your pleasure in that sense. They're playing to entertain you, yes, but that's their job. This is what they are. This is their career. Do you think they want to get hurt trying to stretch it an extra five yards because, oh, you know, John Doe needs five points, so I better go get him those five fantasy points? Hell no, they don't give a shit about you, and they shouldn't. They're human beings. They're not robots. They're athletes. And when I see you guys go out of your way to, like, yell at these players you guys are the ones that look stupid just have i have fun with football fantasy i'll pick some guys i'll hope they do good for me i'll hope i win if i don't say lobby i don't care i don't care this is their livelihood this is their career yes it's entertainment and they're entertaining you but this is what they were born to do. This is the God-given talent that they've been given. So leave them the hell alone on social media, would you please? Okay, now, week three. Let's talk about droppables. So here are some players that if you have, you should drop. Mark Ingram. Okay, Mark Ingram. Um, 
Now, um, also, the because the rookie Davis Mills is expected to start on Thursday against Sam and the Carolina Panthers. Um, and he really didn't. Mark Ingram really didn't do that much with fourteen carries, considering it took he it took an NFL high twenty six carries to manage a mid tier running back performance in week one. Just drop him. James Winston. It's foolish hardly. You're really being a fool to think that his five touchdowns turnover free against Green Bay was going to add up to something in game week two. You saw what the what the Carolina defense did. Hello. You know, yes, he'll probably have another 400-yard outing in a couple weeks. But I will drop him now. On the bubble. Mm. I don't really have anybody on the bubble. Okay. The standouts from this weekend. Cortland Sutton, exploding for 159 yards and 9 catches. Exactly a year after tearing his ACL. Derek Carr leads the NFL in passing yards, and it's not particularly close. He followed up his 435 yards against Baltimore with 382 against Pittsburgh. As a result, five players have at least 100 receiving yards. Um, the bad, Trevor Lawrence, threw two more interceptions against Denver in a loss. Not great start for the first pick. Tyreek Hill was led to 14 receiving yards against the Ravens. And Daniel Jones, here's the strange part, is the he, he is the quarterback four on the year. He may not look great doing it, but it's hard to argue with his numbers. Four total touchdowns, two rushing, and only one turnover. Just for all you people who are yelling at that Daniel Jones. No, I have said he's not a franchise quarterback. I have said that. He does look a lot better, but we'll see. We will see. We'll see what happens because I, I don't know. Um, waiver wire ads this week. Terry, Terry, so you're going to drop Winston, pick up Bridgewater. Okay, he's got a 77.1% completion. Zero picks through his first two games. I'd pick him up. Derek Carr, another one. Like I just said, running backs, the one I would pick up would be J.D. J. D. McKissick. McKissick? He, um, we saw the running back position take more hits this weekend with Daryl Henderson and the entire 49ers backfield leading with injuries. Meanwhile, J.D. McKissick is available in 70% of fantasy leagues. So, I would pick him up. Tony Pollard has a big fantasy day. Had a bigger fantasy day than Elliot on Sunday. Pick him up. Cordell Patterson from Atlanta. Pick him up. Wide receivers. Um, Henry Ruggs III. Pick him up. Why? He finally showed glimmer of why he was taking the number one wide receiver in the 2020 draft. Um, he finished the day with 113 yards and a touchdown. 
and had seven targets. So pick them up. I would definitely pick them up. Um, tight ends. Eh, I don't know. Now I'm ready, and I would pick up and drop. Drop your defense that you have if you don't have the Carolina Panthers. Because right now, the Panthers' defense is tied with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the third most fantasy points across the first two games of the season. And this Thursday, they meet the Houston Texans and backup quarterback David Smith, who I just told you he's starting. The Panthers is available in 81% leagues. So, voila. There's your football fantasy there this week. Um... Oh, maybe I should do starting. Oh, wait, I didn't do okay. Um, let's see. Running backs to start. <clears throat> David Montgomery of the Fal the Falcons. Montgomery is a tough back to trust in fantasy leagues, but his arrow does seem to be pointing up. I'd start him. I Mike Davis at Chargers. Davis looks like the new starter in Carolina as Christian McCaffrey will miss at least four weeks with an ankle sprain. Oh, mm -mm. Carolina defense. Hello. So I would pick up Mike Davis, obviously. Um, do, 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 do. I would definitely do that with the running backs. Let me see if we can do... All right, let me see my wide receiver list. I gotta always find my stuff. I, I write things all over the place here. Um, wide receivers this week that I would start: Allen Robinson at the at the Falcons, D, DK McCaff versus the Cowboys. Definitely start him. Those are the, the two like top ones. I would sit AJ Green against the Eagles. I would sit Marvin Jones versus the Cardinals. Marvin Jones Jr. Excuse me. Uh, tight ends. Um, starting Joshua and um, Johnny U. Smith at the Vikings. He's on the Titans, by the way, for those that don't know. TJ Hawkinson at the Cardinals. I would start him. Greg Olson versus the Cowboys. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Ron, oh. Now, they say, I've been reading, and I don't agree that you should sit Ron Joukowsky. Now, I still think you should start him, not sit him. <laughs> Chris Hurden at the Colts, I would sit him no matter what. If you picked him, you're stupid to pick him. Um, I, don't, I don't know. He struggles to see, he, he struggles to see enough targets. And then he can't produce. So just sit him. Um and then quarterbacks. I haven't gone through my quarterback list. Start him. Um Oh, we start Matt Ryan, actually, this week. Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. I would do, obviously, Joe Burrow. And if Carson Wentz is actually going to play, 
I would tell him, but he's hurt. So we'll see what that, we'll see. We'll see, but I would also start Mac Jones, by the way. I think you should, I think Mac Jones is proof to you that you should have him on your fantasy team and you should pick him and you should start him. That's basically it. All right, we'll see. Now, I don't know, now is he, I have to look that up. So I read certain stuff that he wasn't out. I read that Christian McCaffrey was playing. We'll see. Well, he expects to be fine for the game. So they're not injured. Okay, so here, here's what it is. So see, I read 500 different articles. That one said that he's supposed to be out for four weeks. This one says, don't worry, Christian McCaffrey's okay. Panthers coach Matt Rule said Monday that he's not concerned with McCaffrey's status for Thursday's night game against the Houston. No concerns. The star running back missed a portion of the game against the Saints on Sunday after dealing with cramps. He went back to the locker room to get an IV, but returned in the fourth quarter and played the rest of the way. The other article I read said he had an injury. So, we'll say He had cramps. So, he did not have an ankle injury. So, that other article that I was reading from SI is all totally wrong. This is why you got to read a couple articles at once and read a couple things from different people because a lot of times you can't go with the first one. Just FYI. But anyhow, that's the scoop. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyhow. So... I just have to leave that email. Okay. So, I mean, that's basically it this week. We'll see what happens this week. Let's see what let's see what games are on tap for this week. We'll just go through the games and I'll pick my winners for week three. Obviously, I'm picking obviously the Carolina Panthers are going to are going to beat the Texans. Now I'm not gonna say they're gonna crush them because it's football and <laughs> as we've noticed, anything in life can happen here. So I'm going to do week three. Week three. So we have, we start off with Thursday night football with the Panthers at the Texans. Then Sunday's games are Chargers versus the Chiefs. That's going to be a good game. Now, the Chiefs don't look like their normal selves. I'm going to literally pick the Chargers. I know, I know. It's going to be, a, I'm going to say it's going to be a close game, though. Cardinals versus Jaguars. I think the Cardinals are going to beat the Jaguars. Bears versus Browns. Um, I'm going to pick, I'm going to literally pick the Browns. Yes, I did. Washington versus the Bills. I'm picking the Bills. Titans versus Colts. I'm picking, eh, I know the, I know the Colts are 0-2, but I'm going to pick the Colts. Saints versus Patriots. I'm picking the Patriots. Giants versus Falcons. I'm picking the Giants. Bengals versus Steelers. I'm picking the Steelers. Lions versus Ravens. I'm picking the Ravens. Jets versus Broncos. I'm picking the Broncos. Dolphins versus Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders. Buccaneers versus Rams. See now, uh, I'll pick the Buccaneers. Seahawks versus Vikings. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Packers versus 49ers, I'll pick the Packers. Eagles versus Cowboys is the Monday night game. 
I'm going with the Cowboys. Now, I, the Eagles don't look bad. It's not going to be surprising to me if the Eagles actually pull that one out, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys. All right, so there's my picks. We'll see what happens. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. And, of course, um, we'll see what happens on Thursday night, football. I will talk about it on my recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm for Friday, um, as part of my recording, right? Part of my repertoire. Um, rep me, I can't, I can't even talk, I have, I have to drink water. <laughs> All I do is drinking coffee. It's, it's like the hell of a week already. It's only Tuesday? Are we sure it's only Tuesday? Because I feel like it's Thursday already. Literally. But at least on Thursday, I have no cheerleading. Nothing going on. Just got to pick my nephew up from school. And then after I do that, I got to just go to the high school to pick up the football jerseys. Because my cheerleaders are going to wear their jerseys to school on Friday. Because Friday is our first home game. So, but Thursday night, um, mm -mm -mm -mm. I can watch. And I will watch the whole game uh, from beginning to end. And if not, I can just DVR it. And I can watch it when I get up Friday, which I probably will have it on Friday morning. Um, Thursday morning, I have meetings, but that doesn't matter. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things happening on social media as, as I talk, obviously. Um, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow, actually, on the Stasi Show. Um, LinkedIn is going to be changing certain things on their platform. TikTok. Oh, yeah, I can talk about TikTok with the stupid challenge that these stupid kids are doing. Um, that actually TikTok had to take down. Um, Instagram's Instagram. Nothing really happening on Instagram. Except I'm going to be posting. I have a, I, so I recorded some content, right, for the NFL. NFL players. Because the NFL players, I watch like every single story that I can watch. I look at their posts. I see their things. Lord have mercy. You people need some advice. So therefore, that's what I'm going to do. In a very, in my sassy, sarcastic way, I will post that for you. Today's Tuesday. I'm not posting anything today. I'm going to post it tomorrow, Wednesday. Then we have the game Thursday. I'm not posting anything Thursday. I will post something Friday. And then I think the next thing for the NFL content that I've created, I'll post either. I'm going to post on Sunday because it's NFL Sunday. So, see, I'm just going to give you an idea. See how I have a content calendar? That's what you need if you're an athlete, if you're a brand, if you're a business. You need to know the days you're going to post, when you're going to post, what type of content you're going to post. You just don't post shit out there and expect it to be like, you know, all hot, you know, and get all this engagement because you're just, oh, I, I posted. Social media is not about posting. It's an investment. You're investing in yourself. You're investing in your business, your brand. If you're an athlete, your brand is your name. Like Sam Darnold, that's his brand. Sam Darnold, brand, period. He is the brand. That's the brand. 
Cam Newton, Brandt. Mac Jones, Brandt. Zach Wilson, Brandt. Their names are their brand. So you have to know what you're doing when you're posting, when you post up out there. So I'll talk about that again too, especially with Twitter. Um, and oh, I'll mention this because I was on Twitter the other day. <laughs> I was laughing because I was reading stuff. So now all of a sudden, all these media dudes, Rich Eisen, to name one of them in particular, you know, who threw Sam Darnold under the fucking bus. He's a Jets fan, by the way. Threw him under the bus, said he had to go. We got to get Zach Wilson. He's the best thing there ever is. Blah, 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 da, da, da. Now, all of a sudden, back on the Sam Darnold bandwagon. Honey, he good. He don't need you on his bandwagon. He don't need you. You can hop off because... If you don't hop off, I'm going to push you off. And that goes for any of you who never supported him and threw him under the bus. Never threw the Jets organization under the bus. You threw him under the bus. He don't need you on his bandwagon. He good. Get off. And I'll talk more about that on Friday. But that's basically it. So enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy your Wednesday. If you want, you can catch me tomorrow on I will live stream the Sassy Show on my Facebook page. Just look up Stephanie Dolce. You'll see it. Or a live the live video will probably come up on your um on on your device. Look me up. You could, I think I use the hashtag NFL. Use the hashtag social media. Use the hashtag the sassy show. So if you look up those hashtags in the search engine on Facebook, you'll find me a lot easier, by the way. And I'll do that tomorrow around 12.15. That's my goal, to do it at 12.15 tomorrow. So I was supposed to do it at 12. I'm moving it to 12.15. Lunch with Stephanie. How exciting. Let's have lunch together. I won't be eating on the, uh, well, obviously, while I'm doing the show, but lunchtime tomorrow, 12 o'clock. I will see you then.